You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com. And streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. What you want? What you want? Yeah, all right. Welcome to the season, not series, finale of the first season of Graceland, the hottest premiere of the summer. Episode 12, Pawn. I'm Julie Parton. You can find me on Twitter at J-U-L-I-E-P-A-R-T-I-N. And these are my bad A co-hosts. What's good, Graceland agents? That's Stephanie Georgie. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Stephanie Georgie. <laughs> and uh, I'm Stephen Lemieux, and I don't know what I'm going to do when you come for me. Oh, geez. You guys, tonight was absolutely nuts. Well, we thought it was going to get crazier than it was, but it was still a really solid episode. It kept us in suspense the entire time, like the show did, has done for 12 episodes. I was kind of disappointed. You know, I thought you would say that, but here's the thing. Men generally are if, if <laughs> you know, half the cast doesn't really no, it's, die. It's, yeah. it's more that they've taken so many chances and they've taken so many of these great opportunities in this season so far. Like with Briggs when he chokes Mike out. With, with all these different things. When finding out Briggs is Odin. I just, there's so many, there's so many amazing episodes in the season that they kind of outshine the finale. I could see that. Every uh, once in a while, on a television show, it, something w- happens, and you can tell that there are outside factors in play in the story. I thought it was perfect. Let me let me rephrase what I said. I okay. don't mean I'm disappointed. I mean I wasn't satisfied. Okay. And I wasn't satisfied with the end of Jangles. It was too quick. It didn't really have much meaning. It would have been more meaningful if Briggs did something to get rid of Jangles, or if if it was more. I mean, you got to admit, like, that's not a very satisfying way to see, like, the main guy behind this entire, like, you got to think about Graceland. It's completely been Briggs from the start trying to get Jangles. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we think of him with as Odin Rossi, if we think of him doing all these illegal things because he wants Odin, because he burned the estate, be, I mean, because he wants Jangles, because he burned the estate, he killed the girl that he loved, and he'll never love anyone like her more. It's really just kind of disappointing to have Mike just pull his gun and shoot him. It's I could see that. I mean, there should have been some more torture, a little bit more satisfaction on Briggs' part. Either way, let's not jump ahead of ourselves. No, we that's had a, what... we had a fantastic build-up episode last week. Yes, and this episode, regardless of if it ended in a graveyard or not, had a fantastic story, like usual. Yeah, but mind you, this is also coming from our a Dexter host, someone who loves Breaking Bad. Like you love in super intensity, gruesome. No, I, I'm just saying that's not corn. This that's show, corn this show has pushed for USA. It's pushed as been the darker show. Mm-hmm. It's really pushed to have that as its persona on the network, and it's done a great job. And I feel like 
I mean, especially with Bella. We haven't seen Bella in the past two episodes, of course. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's because he's like good. For I him. mean, he's in the jail, yeah, all that stuff. But at the same time, his character was so well written and so had so many layers that you never knew if you could like the guy or hate the guy at the same time. It was such a great character, Cortez. You had those moments where you really didn't like him, especially when he was talking to Charlie. They had great dramatic irony with Cortez because you, at the, the whole time, everything he says has a double meaning. Every time he invites Charlie to something, you know, so it's it's different. But I really, it's not that I wanted Charlie to die this episode. I get what you're saying. There are certain shows, like an example is Revenge where characters' lives are threatened every week and nobody ever dies, and so the show lasts lost all its suspense. Right. They say, kill Victoria. You know that's not going to happen. But I want to ask you, before we, I'm sorry, it's just the finale, so I really want to talk just really about, like, the huge points of the episode Definitely. first. Um, I want to just ask you, though, were you more excited for the second episode of the season after you saw the first episode than you, or are you more excited to see the second season after the last episode? Because I felt like after the first episode, I was just like, I cannot wait for next week. That's awesome. There has been several moments, especially early on in the season, where I just can't wait till the next week. And I can't believe I have to wait an entire week to watch it. And I see what you're saying, but at the same time, to launch a series, especially a summer series, successfully to show all of the episodes and then to carry on into a series, I mean, there has to be a little bit of safe play in the end there. They've established these characters. They've got Mm -hmm. their contracts. Like, they can't be playing fast and loose with that kind of thing. It's a foundation that they've set. And we get to have it next summer because of it. I understand that, but I'm what my question more is based on is, I, just, I am. I'm. I'm excited. Okay, I'm so excited. I just saw the finale, and I'm less excited to see next season as I was to see the second episode. You know what? I think the finale was missing, and you know what? We can get to this later in the show. Let's just touch on. Yeah. Let's just touch on the major yes. points about what happened because a lot of storylines, basically almost all of them, are wrapped up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we start out the episode. Briggs got his bag. Mike finds out that he took off. He issues a bolo. Mm-hmm. Which well, mean arrest him on site. Yes, and I also love that uh, we were wrong about the go bag. Yeah, I, I actually was surprised. I like that. Yeah, we were wrong about that. That was kind of cool because it really, it was, you, this is what How I were we loved wrong about, about it. Because it wasn't a go bag. That was the bag for Quinn. This is what I was happy about this um, this last don't episode. you guys? I didn't think because that. it was finally it, everything like that we said was practically wrong. I this don't is think the first that was. His, I think that was a last minute decision because he's brilliant at problem solving. No, I no, think no. that was his go bag. No, no that, it that, wasn't. That, this, everything that he had put in the bag the last episode was the money, was the passport, was everything that we saw that he gave to Quinn. But what it was is that he did that. But this is all part of like uh, it's a bigger plan. Yeah, it's a bigger plan. I mean, Briggs always has a bigger plan. He just needs Quinn to be the one that looks like is. Um, Odin. Okay, right. so there's two there's two things behind the go bag. The one thing behind the go bag is it was originally his go bag. Mm-hmm. There's no. Yeah, that's there's, what I'm saying. Yeah, there's no there's no arguing that it was a that the go bag was in place for Briggs in case he needed to use it. That's why it's behind the wall. That's why there's no way he could have like a week ago put it behind the wall and then had to break it out. No, the uh, Quinn thing. It was more of the planning stage because he has a go bag because Dale Jakes knows it's a go bag. Mm-hmm. That'll lead Dale to know that he's not here. He's on a boat. He's going somewhere. It tricks Dale into believing that he's gone. And as well as the go bag was also the identity 
it was probably an open identity. It was really something that could have so worked. So really, he just needed to get the picture into the ID because the name doesn't matter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he could have used it for himself or mm-hmm. he could have given it to Quinn. Right. What was really interesting that he gave it to Quinn is that that opens the door for more next season stuff, mm-hmm. especially with the last scene we get where they see Quinn in South America using that Tony... Uh, uh, Bucato or something. Tony Bucato. Alfonso. Yeah. yeah. But it opens the door for that storyline to emerge. And I really, I really liked this scene because you never know who Griggs, who Briggs is at the moment. Mm -hmm. And like, I had to think about it. I had to be like, wait a second. Okay. Is Briggs Odin right now? No, he's not Odin, but he is Odin. Uh, is he Briggs? No, because Quinn is the drug dealer and he's talking about Charlie selling him out, so he would know well, that's that. That's what's so wonderful, um, the complexity of Briggs' character. Every, this entire, that's the thing though, the entire season, it's the same thing. We're just thinking, who is he at that moment? And I love that too, because he kept surprising, and I needed that. I needed that for the last episode, to be a little bit surprised, a little bit confused, and then it left me. There, there was right. definitely the moment last week where we thought Briggs knows that he's been beaten, and that could not have been further from true. He did not think that he was beaten. He had plan upon plan upon plan. So this guy is the most brilliant agent. Yes, and what I like is that even if he didn't have a plan, like you said, you said that was his go bag. I mean, it really doesn't take him long to just find his plan B. Right. He was good to go. Well, I think one of the most poignant moments of this entire episode was when Johnny gets the alert on his phone to arrest on site, and they come face to face. Briggs hardly does anything to talk him out of it. Johnny says, "Because he knows Johnny, right. he reaches for his gun." Briggs is like, "Come on, man! Come on, man!" Yeah. And Johnny lets him go. Well, and he plays it off. I yeah. think that that is foreshadowing to the fact that Johnny is not always going to be as trusting of a character as he is now. He's been burned and he's been lied to. Yep. Which is good too because I love that Jake's mentions. You want to know why? Because you're a child. Why don't you grow up and like you know start being a man and then maybe he'll come to you for something. And now this is a perfect setup for for Johnny to like blossom. Mm-hmm. Because now he's gonna grow up and that that happens with everybody. He is the he looks like he's the youngest cat in the house. So what happens with time I mean, and experience? Yeah, it's unfortunate when better. you lose your naivety and your freshness. Yes, but at some point in time, like you rise up, you become a fighter, and I think that's what we have in store for that character. Yeah, yeah, you lose it pretty quick when you move to Hollywood. <laughs> well, yeah, and also. It's um, it left the book open for all of the characters. I think that you know, with Charlie, there is still the possibility that somewhere in season two she's out because how she said that she's turning her badge in. We'll see if they can convince her or not. But everyone is kind of you know left for open. Oh, and we finally got the kiss between Mike yeah. Cage and Mike. So, so at the house we see. What do you mean finally? Uh, <laughs> Mike is. I want to be both of them. <laughs> Mike thinks that Briggs. Is not gone. Mike's knows. Mike mm-hmm. is like researching. He's running it through his head. All of the different things that he was told by Bidio. Mm-hmm. All of the different situations that he's Briggs had Briggs. put him in. He he knows something is awry. Something is not right. And then we see it right there. A little obviously for my taste. But we see him figure it out. He's not gone. He's staying here to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And Paige is like, stop thinking. Stop working. Just stop. Mm. That just made us angry. We're like, <laughs> I hate it when somebody's like, on up, a Paige. roll. Know, like, We're like, what are you doing, man? You're in the way. <laughs> it's like, I'm doing some good police here. Just stop. stop. You know what? Just stop. <laughs> 
Stop. You it can was, put a pin in that good police work. Let's kiss. Yeah. So they finally kissed. And that was I, to me, that was a stranger moment for that to happen. I liked I Abby more. I didn't feel it leading no, up I liked to that. It. No, that's perfect. Paige is hotter. Paige is hotter. And sorry Paige, for... Uh, Abby's more wifey, though. So wow. he's not looking for a wifey. He's okay, in his first Jody. year of being a secret agent. He's, he's Mike Warren, man. He's the guy looking to go to D.C. and just have a career. Well, so. I'll tell you what, when he has a career, he can have a wifey. As, <laughs> as long as he's, like, pretending to be all these killer guys and hanging out late and lying to chicks. I think gets, Abby's hotter. He gets, like, a sexy page. No, that know. was cool. It kind of was awkward, but it, it exactly what she said. She's like, um, maybe somewhere else, but you're there's, way into there's the a moment version right of now. this that I wanted. Yeah, there you go. I guess, I mean... I thought yeah, it would be, be more passionate. I thought it would go further. <laughs> no, she's It was cool. just like a kiss, and she's like, but, uh, eh, what was she doing? Did she initiate it? Did she stop it? No, yeah, Mike she initiated. initiated She said, you know I look sexy right now. <laughs> Who initiated it? Mike initiated it. And yeah, he just stepped him. forward because it was it was intense. Like who people love when intensity happens between two people. Like the chemistry just kind of arose and then you could just feel the sexual tension. I didn't the feel the sexual tension in this scene. What? Not really, no. I didn't. I, I thought didn't. it was about Maybe the crime you guys solving need to and find then your Paige. sexual beings. I'll tell you what, when they were kissing, yes. But it oh, wasn't yeah. one right of those moments you're like, oh, where you're okay. like just do it. Finally kiss. Kiss. It wasn't like that. I called it when they did it. You what? Didn't you guys went yeah, no, we, no. All, we all called yeah, it. But I, that mean, was pr- I thought it was going to happen. At the same time, I love how she responded to it. There's a version of this I want. Mm-hmm. That's really why. It's, it says, it's, it's not that I don't want to kiss you right now. It's, it's her maturity. People are in a weird page. spot right now. Yeah, she's she's more mature than she comes off. Yeah, even when, when they're asking, the, in the interviews, when they're interrogating all of them, just the way that she presents herself when she talks. Oh, is it during the investigation? And this is, I don't know. I just, I like how she is. There was, uh, there was a really funny montage where so they they go on the bureau decides to investigate and find Briggs because he's gone missing and they tell everyone that Mike is a rat yeah so they sit down and one by one they interrogate each different person in Graceline I thought that had a a lot of funny lines in it it did that was cool it just showed everyone's character yeah it, it was everyone's personality responding to different situations. It's like, if you punch someone in the face, what are they going to do? If you uh, hug them, what are they going to do? It just reminded me of like doing a test on people and like, oh, what are the yeah. reactions? Because we see Dale Jakes is all about like, Briggs? Nah. Like, yeah. And he's and he the one who coffee. knows. And he's the one who has his coffee even more relaxed. Yeah. And, that, and then the two of them that didn't know, he's a rat. Mm. He's yeah. a rat. Johnny took it pretty harshly, too. Well, yeah. they all did. Whenever remember when Paige found out, Johnny was crushed. He's hurt. That's the that was the saddest thing. He was he was so hurt about all of that. I think Charlie was just kind of shocked that she's been working trying to figure out trying to incriminate Briggs, and then she's like, "Oh, Mike would have been the one to ask for help." I, I know. Well, I just right? wish I wish that she didn't feel bad though, because it's. Ultimately, I would like I wouldn't beat myself up because I only got to that point. After, but because Briggs was on this mission for Jingles, she did. Yeah, she doesn't know that it is Odin, and that she had a really accurate hunch. She did. Most of them didn't. Oh, I love her. She just took it in the wrong direction. But it was funny when she's like, "Why don't you just arrest him already? Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. bring him in." And they were all blatant about what was going on there, except Jake's. Mm-hmm. They were all saying exactly what was happening. I was actually proud of Mike for just like stepping into the game. He's like, no, I don't care. Like, I'm tired of just like waiting and beating around the bush. No way. Yeah. And then you had to call him up. And, and this is when he finds out that Graceland will be burned mm-hmm. if they don't find Briggs. And so we see cut to Briggs driving with 
you know, some little podunk country music on and a scene that we've seen before. He goes and he finds Juan's body. Yep. Why? Why does he find Juan's body? We think it's because the tapes were there. That's what I thought. But no, this guy has plan upon plan upon plan because he's an evil mastermind. He digs up this body, takes one key. Apartment, apartment three. three. And they the showed most the key. Subtle thing, yeah. They really focused on the key. Um, from the first time. In the in the first time we see Juan, he kills Juan. Yeah, he, on course. the beach when he lifts his and he just looks at the keys and he's like, oh dang. So I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't thinking that was the reason he took the key until later. And then I was like, okay, it makes sense. But then I stopped it when he puts the key on the keychain, and I was like, wait a second, because I was still in the mindset that Charlie was going to die. I really, really. I wanted her to. I didn't want her to, but at the same time, it would have that. It would have would have been the. It would have been the thing that really pushed it over the edge, and pulled me into so the next season. It, it would have pulled me into the next season so hardcore. For the longest time, like maybe ten years ago, every stories and everything was just ending too good. And then I remember in Swordfish, the movie with John Travolta was. You see, there's just too many movies. There's there are always happy endings, and now everyone's obsessed with people dying with the bad endings like we're not allowed to have like optimism anymore well there's there's a couple of different ways that this could go without people being on satisfied. Grey's Anatomy the other after show that I host everybody dies I mean Meredith has had eight family members dies you would? I wouldn't give spoilers. No, everybody who's a fan of that show knows that. No, everybody oh, all really? the time. Like they did, okay. like, like literally, season, main does. characters die. Sometimes in season finale, sometimes in season premiere. Did you not see the plane? Three, crash? four characters <laughs> at a time. And so, like, there's a point where you don't become attached to the characters because you know they're going to die, or somebody walks into the scene and you're like. Yeah, those days are numbered. Yeah, them. and and for being a summer series, I just it's too soon. They one of them very very well may die like in the next season, but to for that to have happened, I feel like it just would have been unnecessary. And like, wait, already? So then, wh- why am I going to watch more? Like, we just started liking each one of the characters. We need to be able to see them at least for a second season, so that when they do die, I'll be in tears. I could have gone for an edgier. Plots, or maybe some yeah. more shocking things happening. Maybe she could have gotten more cut up, like almost dead, like just blood dripping. But down she her. didn't. She didn't need to die. I'm just saying, with how they ended the episode, it would have made more sense if that was something that broke the house apart more for next season to put it back together for Briggs to mm-hmm. actually be needed to put the house back together. Because with with what happened this episode, because there's there's the three storylines. There's there's um. Sorry, I'm totally lost my train of thought. It's because you don't have your... Yeah, I don't have my notes. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, if you're listening. Okay, so what we have going in next season is, of course, the house is kind of split apart. Mike's in D.C. inviting Briggs down and all that. But then we also have this cliffhanger with the tape. But Don't jump that, to the end. It, it, it's just okay. watch the finale. It's fine. Everybody, like I, we'll I'd, really, I'd really like to just talk about the episode as opposed to going scene by scene. But all right, that's fine with me. Okay, if you're cool, I'm sorry. We just need to make sure that we recap everything that happened. Well, we I mean, they've already watched the It'll episode. We just got to talk about the characters, not Finn, really recap them. Okay, um, it just doesn't interest me. Is is what I'm saying? Like the the tape, them finding the tape. I mean, it's just another. I would rather a new storyline, right, than to drag on this. Than one. to drag the tape back after Jangles is already dead. After the whole Juan thing, it's already had a brilliant end with with how Briggs ended it. I just, I know the tape is a big thing, 
but it's just what are they going to do with that? I completely agree. And here's the thing: I would have rather it been a mystery what happened yeah. to the tape than for it to end up in some thrift shop Macklemore hands. Like that kid is not threatening to me. What's he going to do with it? I'm not scared. It'll you know? end up online. Is probably what's going to happen, and they're going to find out it's Briggs. But what what I would have liked to see that sucks. I wanted to see. I wanted to see the director of the FBI, the guy who was interrogating him, at the end alone in his office with the tape in his hand listening to it. I wanted. I, I didn't want to know who had the tape. I wanted to know that it was out I knew there. it got jacked, maybe, by the way. Maybe if it was just there it. on a table and somebody had it. I wanted somebody to have it and somebody powerful. Exactly. Not a, not a little punk kid, you know? Like, I guess you're right. He does have the potential to make it go viral, but at the same time, like... I see what you're saying. But that's the thing. If it goes viral, then I see... That's just worse because that's everyone. He can't even have peace outside of the government. Like, are you kidding me? That sucks. Well, it's it's still just... I mean, I guess the tape has more than... It has everything. It has I'm Juan Badillo. It has I'm investigating Briggs under the guise of Jangles. So it's going to have... It has that if you covered this... Like... it opens every other case. Do you know what? Sometimes you can tell when a series doesn't know if it's going to be renewed when they make their last episode. Because they play it a little safe. They wrap things up a little nice. Because you did say, I did agree with you, that it, it almost could have been like a series finale. Yeah, and this show, as we all know, is getting renewed. Woo! Yeah. But they didn't know until a few days ago. They filmed this season finale months ago. As much as it sucks when you see a series that doesn't get renewed and it has like a cliffhanger at the, at the end of the season, I really think for a show like this that pulls you in so hardcore and really, really it drives could have survived home, with it. I think they should have just gambled on it. I really think they should have ended it with a gigantic hanger that just made me be like, "When's the next season? When is it?" Well, <laughs> I needed that. I didn't have that. I guess the big cliffhanger that we have is, what's Mike going to do in D.C.? How is he going to be involved with everybody? Well, he's going to well, go back. Well, that was mine, too, because I I thought that he was going to be like, wait, I want to stay in Graceland. And then he bounced, and I thought he was going to. Except I, for, did you see that he set up the, he's like, let's be here. So now his new station or new base is going to be back at on the beach. I don't know. I think that had, that didn't. Yeah, I don't think. But he it wasn't. Was it wasn't. By, it was the beach, but it wasn't Graceland. That wasn't for him. No, not though. Graceland. But I'm saying. But now he's going to be closer. He's going to be back in California. I don't think those were plans for where he was going to go. Yeah, I don't think so. He's staying in DC. That was just. But for, not for long. I really think Mike's going oh, yeah. back really early on. They they wouldn't. I'm happy. That Daniel Sanjata and Aaron Tveit are like the people. They are like the two care. And it, it feels bad to say that, but they're the two carriers for this show. Like they were not. They wouldn't split them up, and they wouldn't. You don't have to feel bad saying that. That's just, it is what it is. Well, yeah. yeah. So I mean, and, but it doesn't even matter anyways because now we needed two people to kind of hang on because that would have been too much for us to hang on everybody else. Okay, so now that we totally feel like we know, I know Mike, I know, I know Briggs. Done. I'm just happy because they they genuinely set it up. Like uh, Jake's did. Did you guys catch it when he said, "Okay, are we even?" Yeah, we're even. What the heck are they even about? I know that could have been and a little that he knew too, where Jake's but... was. All of a sudden, Jake's goes to watch his son play soccer. Oh, he knows. He, he, I really don't know. We don't know what it is that they're even on yet. Everybody, but is doing I really? Something. Jake's is one of those guys that is. He's he's in a gray area. I think he's very similar to Briggs in that he's in a gray area. He'll do anything it takes to get what he needs out of the situation. And not so much Briggs is being brilliant about it, but, like, maybe if the situation goes bad because he gambled on something. And I think that 
that might have put his career or his family in danger, and Briggs is the one that bailed him out of it. And mm. that's how Briggs learned to know of these people. That's how, it, and especially knowing from Jake's going after the how he does his undercover thing to learn more about his son, to learn more about mm-hmm. the boyfriend of his ex-wife. That's or ex-girlfriend. I don't know if they were married or not. That's just he 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 will cross the line sometimes. No, I got a feeling that this goes way back to the beginning of Jake's career. Yeah, I have a feeling that. Briggs has been holding on to this favor for a long time. Yep. And he pulled it in big time, so it must have been big. Jake's was looking at time for helping Briggs out. He was looking at accessory. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. What did he do? He did some twisted stuff. But it doesn't, regardless, every, all the characters, they, the development for all of them is perfect. I'm excited because they did it for Johnny. Now we know that Johnny's growing up and like, we're gonna see a different side of him. Paige isn't the vixen anymore. She's official now. That's cool. Charlie, they broke her ass down, though. Excuse my language. Yeah, let's talk about Charlie yeah. and, and her character arc. She started the season as, I would say, the person in the house. She was tough. She who was, was most fully herself. She was fully honest. She was fully confident in who she was. And she just, like, took yeah. her nosedive towards the she, end. They, they sure did do that. But she had a fantastic hunch, and she followed up with it. She just, like, put her trust really wrongly in the bad person. So they shook her reality. Yeah, so she's hanging out with Jangles mm-hmm. slash um, whatever. Cortez. The, what's, what's the Mexican cartel name thing? Federale. Federale, yeah. Yeah, the Federale guy. And out of <laughs> nowhere... <laughs> They have a love interest thing. He asked her out, and she seemed tempted. Ew. Why? Because <laughs> she was vulnerable, and she's just like, man, I can't believe nobody up in the house. Nobody as hot as Charlie would feel that, though. And Cortez is not, yeah. Although, he... He's like an old dad guy. Kind of, but you know what? He was approaching her in a good way. Like, he didn't seem nerdy when he when he was like, oh, I have a champagne... You're too nerdy. Get away. <laughs> Bottle at my house. I know, yeah. That that was a sexy line, but he's not a sexy guy. No, he's but like he a, like when he grabbed her like, waist a little bit. He like you know th- there is the the body. Still, he's like a glasses older guy. I, like, Doesn't matter. He's he's he got still does yucky. He's got his he's got his federale swag. Poor Charlie, and then that oh, man. So okay, yeah. So mess. unceremoniously, Briggs figures out who it is immediately because he finds out that Charlie's been hanging out with a federale that she met in the apartment and the trap that he set up. Mm-hmm. This whole time it's been going on, Briggs had no idea. Probably yeah. because he's up in his own grill doing his own drug dealing, murdering thing. No, because nobody had any idea. Yeah. The only reason... The only Johnny's reason, the only person who did. The only reason he knows now is because Johnny spilled to the house and Jake's got a hold of him. You're right, when Johnny was like, Charlie, I gotta worry about Charlie with the federale and then da 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 and they're like, hold up, what? Yeah, yeah. so basically... It's it's interesting to see the uh, dynamics at play here because Charlie is not telling anyone, doesn't want anyone to know about the Federale. Right. Everyone's against Dale because he's sticking his neck out for Briggs because they all hate Briggs at the moment. But the fact that Johnny spills it in front of Jake's saves Charlie's life in the end mm-hmm. because Briggs investigates uh Jingles, is it Jangles? Jangle, Jingles. Yeah. I don't know. I keep like losing it. Yes and no. Part of me thinks he was really inviting her over for a romantic evening, not to kill her. Oh, because of the champagne and stuff? I feel like he was into her. Well, I think maybe. Um, he probably would have killed her after he. You know, I gotta actually agree with Julie on this one. I thought of that for a minute too, because he invited her over. There's champagne in the ice. Because when we think champagne on ice, we think last episode where it was like the apartment. He had his tools laid out. This time, there's actually champagne. There's two glasses. He doesn't have his tools or anything out. He knows who Paul Briggs is. T- she doesn't have anything he can tell him. He thought 
that Odin was gone, or at least missing. I think he thought that Briggs is Odin, Briggs is gone, and I'm going to have to carry this journey elsewhere. Might as well have a one-night stand. Exactly. That's oh, okay. that's kind Last of the... Last night, Una is... Okay, yeah, I get it. His little saying now, what did he say? Uh, once, if anybody on this panel knows it's you, it's not as it's bad. It's Unaves, I believe. No, but what was the American way of saying it, or the English way? Uh, I don't know. I forgot. We didn't write it down. Dang it. Say um, me. <laughs> but yeah, he he was. Uh, I mean, he was putting the moves on. Whatever. Uh, what were we talking? So about? Briggs goes over to his house, and they have this standoff. Briggs is an amazing, amazing agent, as always. But we see that Jingles is fantastic with a knife. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. Gets him in a headlock. And meanwhile, and we, <laughs> see, we see Charlie drinking alone at the house, so Don't she decides... Don't make me drink alone. Don't make me drink alone. And we're like, oh, she's yep, going she's back. She's going back. So yep. she goes back, points the gun at Briggs, and Briggs has to let him go. He knocks Briggs out with a champagne bottle. She straight said, I swear to God, Briggs. Like, yeah. she's going to shoot him. What a And Briggs bummer. looks her in the face and says, this man is Jangles. But in her mind, she had been mistrustful of Briggs yeah, because and trustful he was Odin. of Federale guy for a while now. Mm-hmm. That fight scene with Briggs, though, I could so I could so pick out the stunt guy every single time they switch back like and forth. He was like too little. He was too skinny. Yeah, every time he was too skinny. I was, and I I that's just so nitpicky. I'm sorry that I point that out. But if you watch it, you can be like, it's Jangles, stunt guy, Jangles, stunt guy, stunt guy, Jangles. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually kind of funny. But I don't like I don't like that uh, Charlie did that that. Horror movie magic crap, where she realizes that he's Jangles. Did she realize it because of the wound on his shoulder? Yeah, but I don't think that's why. Well, yeah, well, because it, it proved it. Because first she was just like, "What's going on? Why did he think it?" Like she had to give suspicion regardless. You can't be stupid. She's why did he think it? And then she saw the scar, and then she realized it. Yes, that, because but, she remember she was there for the fight. Oh when yeah, that you're happened. Right. That's why she knew. She saw that, and she's like, "Wow." I just got played. What what fight? This um, the episode three episodes ago, when Mike gets all cut up, he was there. Well, she she heard about that he clipped him. Okay, yeah. but um, what I was or saying, the fight. That's what I'm saying. How he got his wound. Okay, made, okay. The horror movie magic. I like the casting for Jangles and that he's quick, and it's it's interest. It's an interesting character because he's over. He's kind of heavy set. But he's quick. Every time Charlie or Briggs fights him, he like gets a knife. He's really good. He's really quick, and they make it believable. But Charlie, that horror movie, <laughs> horror movie bullcrap. When you know someone's the bad guy, and you're gonna hold a gun to him, you don't hold the gun to him six inches away from them and have let them get out of it, and then end up tying you up beside their bedpost about to torture you to death. Yeah, she definitely should have stood further away. She should have Idiots. taken a note from Mike's book. Yeah, just like gone by the book here. <laughs> Not far enough to get knocked out. So, so he, he straight up just champagne bottles her, too. I know, right? <laughs> geesh, geesh, geesh. So he takes him upstairs, ties him up, is going to torture Charlie right in front of Oh, man, that was Briggs. so scary. Powerful line, I got to say, is I robbed you last time. I robbed you of getting to see, watch your friends die. Of the opportunity die. of being able to see yeah. your friends die. And now, and now he has a mirror. I'm able to give you the opportunity again. That's that's kind of terrifying. There's, there's, there's something inherently terrifying about a mirror when you're dealing with torture. Mm-hmm. And there are, if anyone reads the Dexter books, I think it's the fourth book, there's a villain who basically slowly dissects people while they have a big mirror in front of them, like takes pieces. Of, it's just reading it is terrifying and seeing it on the show is terrifying. 
And that was a very good way of. Oh, yeah, I, I know, just imagine right? the mirror and everything right now. I think you're bringing in like some residual creepiness to this episode that was not there because I did not feel that. No, it but was that, no, but he was saying that that sucks. And Briggs already left Lisa, loves Charlie, and Charlie's about to get sliced up in front of Briggs. Yeah, he did. He did cut her. I thought he was going to cut something off. It was really making me nervous. Oh, I thought he was going to just stab it into more. Thank God he was just like, oh yeah, let's get some blood out for her. Wipe it on her forehead. And Good here's mind. one thing I liked about the scene. I love the fact that Briggs didn't just like wiggle out. He was definitely chained there because I hate it when people are just like, mm. I, oh, I'm oh. out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so there's this moment there and through Briggs trusting Jake's giving him the burner slash cell phone number. And, and Jake's, Jake's betraying Briggs. Leaving it on accident on the rock? I don't think so. Yeah, because I... What, the little piece of paper fell out of his back pocket? That's the I, only I saw way his to hand go... Doot. You did? Yeah. He I saw him do there that. For it. That was just like a very subtle way to be able to look Briggs in the face later, but yep. at the same time say, go for it, man. Well, what's, what's, what's interesting here in the fact that he did that is... The dynamic between Jakes and Briggs is based on the I owe you one and mm-hmm. you and you owe me one, whatever. We're, we need to be even. And they understand their each other and the way that their minds work. But at the same time, it's it's a we're even thing. It's not I'm going to go to jail for covering your ass thing. Right. It's a I'm going to help you out. I'm not going to go to jail for covering your ass. I don't. Yeah. I don't. And think at this point, he was going to go to jail. Yeah. And especially if they found Charlie dead or anything, or if they found Briggs dead even, he might still go to jail. So it's really just one of those things like, okay, well, he left the number for Mike because at this point he knows Briggs is still in town. And I think he's kind of second guessing his trust in Briggs for the fact that he's not doing what he took. I went into this helping you because I knew you'd be getting out of town. I didn't go into this helping you because I'm now an accomplice to murder. You're going after people, stalking people, like... Like I'm he gonna thought get, it was going to be, like, plain and simple. Clean, like... Yeah, he was putting in more effort than what Briggs owed, in a way. And at the same time, I think he foresaw himself losing several years of his life. And he, that, like you said, that's not what he signed up for. Yeah. But Briggs probably also... I'm, just, I'm willing to bet that Briggs also gave him all the years that he's had since for something. Still, he, he left the number for Mike. We're going to say intentionally. Yeah. And I think he did it out of... Wanting things to be right, not wanting to go to jail, thinking and knowing that, maybe that Mike, Mike would actually help. do something about it, yeah. possibly. Especially since Briggs sounded worried and was like, "There's a hunch, like maybe if Mike just got involved somehow." And I think that Jake's could not follow up with that without betraying Briggs, right? But he could accidentally give the number to Mike, which Mike starts tracking, and thank God because otherwise we would have sliced up Charlie. Mm-hmm. So close. Yeah. So he's like ho-humming, Saved driving by his little the truck on the freeway, and we're sort of like, Mike, speed it up, buddy. Speed, speed it, it up, up, buddy. What are you doing taking your sweet time on the 405? Did you? And I loved the mm. cowboy duel moment. That was cool. Hated it. Why? Hated it. <sighs> it was so dissatisfying. Okay, so Jangles turns the music way up whenever he hears Mike's old truck pull up. And I think you're right. That was a strange moment. That's how you kill a villain that you just met not the villain you've been chasing the entire season yeah I, so jingles comes around mike's comes in jingles already has a gun but we know how good a shot mike is i would have what i really would have liked i would have liked the burner cell phone to have been somewhere else 
I think it should. That's have, what I thought was going to. It happen. should have sent Mike somewhere else, and then we see Briggs and somehow get out of it. Maybe, maybe not even that, but maybe just because if if he if Jangles tackles Mike and ties Mike up, then it's three times in one episode. It's lame. Nobody would like that. But I really don't like the fact that Mike just shoots him once and that's it. You're right. That how quick it was, like yeah. too easy. It was. That was someone that, with how Briggs's character is, we should have either seen. We should have seen Charlie get killed or something, and then Briggs not be there anymore in another place or whatever, and Mike be the one who takes who goes into the moral moral area, who goes into the Briggs mode on this guy who just killed someone that close to him. Because this this is the guy who killed the love of Briggs' life. This is the guy who pumped him full of heroin. This is the guy who did so much to, to Briggs. This is the guy that Briggs deserved to look in the eye while his life escaped him. I can't like, believe that Briggs is, is the one that gave him the name, though. That sucks. Briggs is the one that gave Jangles the name. That's the reason why the estate went down is because he said oh, it's Roberto. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. But, but I see what you're saying, Stephen. It was a little unceremonious, and you would want somebody to get revenge by taking his life not out of self-defense, right. like Mike did in this scene. I don't think Mike would have killed him if the guy wasn't about to shoot him. Maybe, maybe even if Mike rescued them and Jangles was tied up or something, Mike incapacitated him, maybe shot him in the stomach. And he was, like, down for the count. And then Briggs, after Mike's untying Charlie, Briggs runs downstairs, grabs Jangles, and then drives off with him. Maybe that was their Mm -hmm. way of preserving the characters as not murderers. Because none of them are murderers. Mike seriously was defending his own life and his partner's. I just, I don't know. I, Their agents. I'm still going to watch next season. I mean, I still really, I thoroughly enjoyed this season. It was a great show. I just really... For Jangles, that that was the guy. He had history. Mm-hmm. It's just so much history lost in one one bullet wound, and it's not really that even. It was so predictable because because we have so much of Mike being the the quick fire. It's like you know, as soon as they're in a gun draw, you know Mike's going to win. You know, there's no way in hell Jangles has anywhere close to the skill that Mike has. And, I was over Jangles, whatever. And then good. when they both that is, he died, we see right in the spot, of course, because he's a bullseye. But then we're like. Did Mike get shot too? Did Mike get shot too? And no. Not even a little bit. I don't think Mike would get shot after he already got stabbed. You know what? It's a dangerous job whenever you're in the FBI and you're an undercover agent. <laughs> it could happen. 50 Cent's been shot Fitty eight Cent. times. <laughs> and he's not even an agent. Oh my god. You just said that. <laughs> Did you say 50 Cent? Yeah. No, I didn't. I said 50 Cent. But either way, the fact that you brought 50 Cent into this. Shot. Just. I was using correct grammar, guys. I'm not inarticulate oh on my rap oh stars. Oh boy. Um, so anyway. So I, let, me, let me say one thing, though, I, that I did like about this episode, too, with the, with the torture going back into the. I wrote it in my notes true, the truth story of what happened between Briggs and Jangles when he was pumping him through a heroin. And it wasn't that he pumped... And I thought this was great because I didn't think of it before. It wasn't that he pumped him through a heroin and that was the torture. Yeah, he didn't pump him through heroin. It was the fact that he pumped him through a heroin, got him so hooked on it, and then left him in a room in withdrawal. And... When that's people, what I knew. That's what I um, I noticed. That also, I paid attention to that moment. I was like, "Oh, that's why he did it. That's if, why that's everything so got much so worse. bad." Yeah. If anyone's looked into this at all, <sighs> the withdrawal for heroin 
is one of the worst things. Heroin and meth, the withdrawal for that, for those drugs, are one of the worst things. Like, patients have considered it just like you feel like you're dying. Crack, too. I mean, there's a reason. Mm. Dr. Drew says on Celebrity Rehab, celebrities die all the time trying to quit. It has to happen safely. R.I.P. Corey Montes. You can die from withdrawal. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh about that. You can die from heroin. You can die from the withdrawal. You can die from the overdose. But... The fact is, he's tied up in a room that's really hot, probably not getting much water, not getting much nutrients. He probably, that's got to be like one of the worst tortures there is. It's dehydration mixed with hunger, mixed with withdrawal, mixed with... Guys, there's only one way to find out. What? <laughs> After the show. No, <laughs> After Buzz Exclusive, we're going to take heroin. <laughs> Let's see After, how the withdrawal is. After Buzz Exclusive, they're going to take heroin. I'll blog about it. <laughs> it's going to be good, guys. I got some Odin. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> We'll, we'll go this whole until next season. We'll get addicted, and then during next season, we won't take any, and you'll see us deteriorate through that. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, all, all jokes aside, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, I just thought it was an interesting way because we because Jangles is such the torturer that he knifes people. He likes to use these. He likes to use the psychological warfare. It's great to see that it's something as creative as the withdrawal was. What? How disgusting was he when he was like? Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's definitely pervy about Ew, his killings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, turn up the music. I love this song. Norteña music. <laughs> it's the fear. <laughs> no, he's psychotic. That's why I'm saying he's nasty. Charlie would not go for that. That's gross. But yes, all of this, all the torture was to find out who was the undercover agent in the cartel. Yep, and it's Roberto. It all Garcia. came back. Garcia. It all came back to Roberto. So that's why Jangles burned down the house with all of the friends and Briggs' true love Lisa inside. And Briggs knew what happened and he called immediately. That's why they thought it was him. Terrifying. Can you believe that? <laughs> and this guy who did that got an easy way out only getting shot. And think- Briggs doesn't get his retribution. Yes or revenge. No. I guess he gets his retribution. At the same time, Briggs ain't a murderer. That's good. And I hate it when they draw out the not killing the bad guy. If they're going to yeah. do it, do it. No mm-hmm. need to draw it out. You know. I mean, he's gone. He's gone. Charlie gives him a, a good swift kick on her way out. I'm surprised Briggs didn't do more. Yeah. I, I know, guess. Because he looked almost bummed, too. He's like, did you get a mic? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I think the thing about it is, is that Briggs doesn't want to be a person walking around wanting revenge all the time. Yeah. Like, this has probably been torturing Briggs. Well, I'm sure he was happy after what he had to see with Charlie. Almost die. Well, and that, get cut up on the chest. That was another powerful line, though, is when he said, I guess he thought that the torture of living after having done something like that was worse than dying in that thing. And he says it's, it's it true. Was. Yeah. And but, I think what he was, what, what they're trying to say and what people often figure out is that, like, you get revenge on somebody who has wronged your life. It doesn't bring back anybody that you've lost. It doesn't bring back any sins that you've committed. It doesn't make them right. Like, I think that that's a way of preserving Briggs. And he was miserable. I don't think killing him would have made it better. Mm-hmm. Because then what what happens? It's like that. It's a psychological He's probably thing. Glad like, I'm gone. just the same as that person. I did what they did. And then where, where do you go from that? So then we see uh, Charlie breaking down in the car with Briggs, that was and nice. she says she's got she wants to turn in her badge. She said, "Cause I mean, I was so wrong about everything. I can't trust myself." We real I really thought that she, he was going to tell her he, that she was right. I that he did was too. 
I did too. I think that that if he decides to, it'll be next season if she really does turn in her badge. But so dang, she did. She broke down and she looked beat up. She had still like blood, like scabs on her face. So check, check it in, check. Mm-hmm. Briggs crossed all the eyes, dotted all the teeth. He got himself out of every situation that he was in. The FBI thinks that the Odin thinks- is Quinn, and he's traveling South America. And they found the key. All of it. Everything. On Jangles. Briggs is scot free. Yep. Except for the tape. Except for the tape, which is in the hands of some very non threatening teens. You know, there, I mean, there's something to be said for that, though. I mean, I. I don't necessarily like that the tape is the big thing for next season. I am not necessarily it's interested. It's that and the DC thing. Yeah, I'm not necessarily interested in the tape. Well, the DC thing is just one of those, oh, now we have to figure out a way to write Mike back into the show. And that's so, what they're going to be doing. You but, guys know because you just watched it, Mike gets a promotion. He's going to be the assistant to the deputy director in Washington, D.C., like he always wanted to. Yeah, big job. Big, big thing. And he got a haircut. Awesome. And he looks fine in a suit. I wish he could sing suit on the up. show. <laughs> That'd be great. But there's something terrifying. <laughs> there's something terrifying with the kids, with the tape, in that it's the uncertainty. It's that you don't know because they at this at this point they still might not even have. Well, it be I don't anything. know because that kid, the way he like jacked the tape, he was like, wait. He's either gonna take it to the cops, take it to some drug guy that he works for, or he's gonna put, put it, it online. online. It's gonna be online. It, yeah. It's just that's that's what I mean. He's gonna put it online. Like I have. A hundred percent certainty that he's going to put it online. I, I will. Ooh, hopefully, the writers is, watching this is, don't do it. This don't is Graceland. This is Graceland. Uh, the finale podcast, and I'm saying it right now. Those kids are going to put that online, and that's going to be some fallback, and we're going to see a little bit of that. But it's the uncertainty of what will happen after it's online, because at this point, it's kind of circumstantial. Because at this point, it's just a gunshot. Briggs could still play it off. And Juan, and Juan could have still been killed by Jangles. Oh, we have to wait till next summer, though. Gosh, isn't that crazy about summer series? Literally, a lifetime is going to go by between now <laughs> I'm going to be a different person next it's time. It's going to be 2014. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen that year? Yeah. At wow. least, at least, the sh- at least the show's coming back. I know. I yeah. am super stoked about that. Which congratulations to all of them for coming around for season two. That's awesome. And we got stoked. A- Let's also thank our guests this season. Yes. Big, big ups to Chris Massey, Joe Henderson, and Brandon J. McLaren. And Colin Walker. And Colin Walker, of course. Mm-hmm. They were always a pleasure to have on here. Brandon twice, which is pretty cool. Yes. He's, he's like so, the coolest dude. Yeah, man. And it was so fun to watch the show with him. Like, he's hilarious. So should we... Do we have predictions? Well... Oh, yeah. Sorry, I know you. Now, sorry, you might have news. You're after Buzz TV. No, absolutely. Like, what do you? We already kind of started on that. Let's just continue that conversation. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, if we're uh, the, the big news, we already all know coming back next summer, season two. <laughs> Confirmed at nine a.m. Was it yesterday or two days ago? I think yeah. it was two days ago. I was so stoked when I got the text from you. Graceland's got season All two. All kinds what? of Twitter celebration going yeah. on. Yeah, we're, That's awesome. we're happy. Big celebration. And what if, we're, if we're recapping predictions, I said nobody was going to die. Nobody did. Yeah, I'm happy nobody did either. I also was insisting Abby was going to come back. Never saw that Although, chick again. We, I must yeah, say, I so. the, the YouTube comment 
got me, and I was like, oh my god, what is going to happen The tomorrow? YouTube comment made you think that Charlie was going to Well, be because the, the YouTube person wrote it so well and was like, let me tell you what's going to go down, <laughs> like, in detail. Yeah. Uh, so, like, like, predictions oh, no. for next season. Mike living it up in D.C., doing a fantastic job, because that's what he is. He's excellent. And yet, somehow, we're going to find a way to bring him back to Graceland. I mean, it's going to be the character development. Now, now we're going to finally meet everybody, like, it's going to be... I'm, And so we saw at the very end that Briggs had some trip he wanted to tell Mike about. I'm not intrigued by that. I'm wondering what's Briggs going to do now because he's been a double agent for so long under the disguise of trying to revenge his love. Well, the last thing that he hears is you're, you want to you down for a trip. And what he means is you want to down for a trip to come back to Graceland. Well, I don't know. Because and he, he said, says, he's like, wait, and, what? And he says, I have something to tell you. But the way he tells Mike, Mike responds as if he knows exactly what he's talking about in regards to the trip. And he's like, okay. And then, yeah, you're right. The last thing that we hear is I have something to do. He's like, okay, but stay calm. I don't know. I think in season two, we're in for a Mike return. We're in for a Mike Page romance. We're in for a Charlie Briggs retribution romance. We're in for the stay calm has nothing to do with this season. We're in for Johnny rising up and becoming yes. his empowered self. We'll and see we're, we'll we're see. in for Dale still stuck in his own case. We'll see, we'll see some no. Dale and uh, Cassidy. I think her name is Cassidy, right? Not Cassidy. Uh, Cassandra. 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 We'll see some Dale, Cassandra, and his son. No, that's... I'm tell, Everyone's going to blossom for season two. I think I'm we excited might, for it. I think we might see some Abby, though, honestly, because he's in. He's Why in, were we so? I bet you she's done. Why are oh, we so? He's, he's in DC her. now. That's a great point. He's, she's in DC. They could reconnect. Yeah, he's in DC. He's tell me when you know who you are. He's he's in his career. He knows who he is. No, I want to be with Paige. Oh I, yeah, and that's gonna be the that's gonna be the, the I mean, struggle he has. It's my boy. If he wants both, he can have them. No, he can't. Okay. Do you guys have any additional predictions? I think Briggs is going to do some effed up stuff. No. Still get himself into some new trouble. I oh, do yeah. want to say thank you to all of our viewers and everyone, but please continue to go on YouTube and tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your cats, tell your dogs. Watch the show. Hit Watch us up podcast. on iTunes. Please. We have us. sincerely loved watching this season, the first season of Graceland with you guys, all Powerhouse 12 episodes. Yes. I have loved co-hosting with Likewise, you. Likewise, it was wonderful. Everybody say Graceland strong. Let's keep be united. <laughs> Until next summer, mm-hmm. I'm Julie Parton. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at J-U-L-I-E-P-A-R-T-I-N. And I'm Stephanie Georgie. You can find me on Twitter as well at Stephanie Georgie. My last name is G-I-O-R-G-I. Thanks again. And I'm Stephen Lemieux. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. Also doing the last two episodes of the Dexter series finale coming up here at AfterBuzz TV. Definitely please go to iTunes and rate and comment on it saying give us five stars. If we get enough comments, we'll definitely be doing the after show next season. We need to do that. And I'm excited to see because they started this season off with a bang. I'm sure they're going to start off the next season with a pretty big bang. Maybe someone will die. Yeah. And if you enjoyed us, what's the next show that you're going to be on, Julie? I will be on Grey's Anatomy. Not sure there's much fan crossover, but I would love to see you there. We start in two weeks. I'll be an American Idol when that starts. And I think I'm an American Horror Story, Kevin. I'm not sure at the moment. We'll see. (laughs) But until next summer. It has been fantastic, Graceland fans. We'll see you. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you next summer. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.